Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello. Hello. Oh, I don't know what happened there, love. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to get I the earpods to work. My wifi weren't turned on. For some reason, my stereo doesn't work on 4G. Ah, that's weird. Yeah, it only works on Wi-Fi. That is bizarre. Very um, I'm going to have to charge me uh, the earpods, I think. I can't. They're not working. So you're going to have to be loud and proud. Yay. There we go. Uh, right, I'm settled in. I've got a cup of tea and I've treated myself. Well, my housemate treated me to some biscuits because I'm still a little bit immobilised, love. Can't do Ooh, What biscuits have you got? I've got, hang on, Maryland cookies. Chocolate oh, chip treats. My faves. I love Maryland cookies. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. Are you excited to find out what I thought about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? No, I'm very scared. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah, I think yeah. you're really scared. Oh, why? <laughs> Every reason to be scared. So, hang on, we haven't introduced the show. Hello, everybody. This is I've never seen Harry Potter six. We're already on the Half Blood Prince. Next week's our last episode, Catherine. I know. It literally feels like yesterday we started doing this. It sound, feels like yesterday that we watched Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone or wherever your buddy lives. Um, <laughs> Stone, and yeah, it's gone so quick. Like we are literally on the final chapter next week because we're going to do the Deathly Hallows back to back and do it as one episode, aren't we? Yeah, doing the um, spoilers of what's coming next week was very hard because I had to try and cover two films. I was getting really carried away with part one and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch part two as well, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to, I'm looking forward to doing the double. I'm going to get up really early on the Sunday because, as you know, I watch them on the Sunday morning, so they're fresh in my brain uh, for when we have this conversation. So I'm going to miss my little... um, little sort of routine of getting up and watching it and then talking about it in the afternoon well you'll have to just start again at the beginning <laughs> no you're okay <laughs> i'll pass maybe in a, maybe in a couple of years <laughs> this time next year i'll text you and be like hey, do you want to do i've never watched harry potter again <laughs> and watching harry potter again yeah <laughs> okay so I, I messaged Catherine earlier and said to her that I think she's going to find my uh, thoughts about Half-Blood Prince very controversial. 
Right. Um, I'm sat I, I don't think that she's gonna she's gonna work out what I'm gonna say. But are you ready? Mm. I think that the half blood prince is my second favourite. Yay! <laughs> I do actually think it's my second favourite. And I love it for all of the reasons, like completely the opposite to why I love a Goblet of Fire. So I love Goblet of Fire because it's a huge story. You've got this tri-wizard tournament going on. You've got these different tasks that they have to perform. And it's like on, on a huge scale, you know. I absolutely love that. And um, it's just, a, I think the story of uh, Goblet of Fire is just so good. The mm-hmm. reason why I love Half-Blood Prince is because it's completely the opposite. It scales itself right down to being a character piece. Nothing huge happens in this, apart from at the end, obviously, that big yeah. moment. But even but even that isn't really huge in the grand scheme of things. Do you know what I mean? It's still a character moment. It's not like... It's not like big battles and, you know, hundreds of wizards flying around and, you know, life and death. You know, it is life and death, but but for but for the characters that we know. Yeah, it's very very storytelling, isn't it? It's yes, it's better at the storytelling. And also, I'm just really, really glad that um, that Malfoy actually got something to do, (laughs) even though he was in it for about two minutes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but it was still a really good storyline do you know what I mean like you've got a guy who obviously you know is under a lot of pressure like for like family name and you know and, and all that sort of pride and all and you know and you know to walk in his father's footsteps and all that mm-hmm. but ultimately he makes the right choice and you know and doesn't oh. perform the act of uh, killing but i'm still very very confused obviously no spoilers but i'm very confused of now of serious state snape's um sort of part in this whole story because you know he's been he's been a good guy pretty mm-hmm. much and you know we learned in a few films ago about the fact that you know he was infiltrating he was an infiltrator on Dumbledore's orders and all this sort of thing, but then he ends up killing him. Oh, I just, oh, I wish I could yeah, tell I know. You. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to assume that Dumbledore isn't dead. Oh no, he's dead. He's dead. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So the killing curse was put on him. He's dead. He's dead. He's gone. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so I am quite interested to see how this plays out now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to watch the films. I'm going to get like I said, I'm going to get up early next Sunday and watch them both back to back. Oh, I'm so glad that you show. liked it because when you sent me that, you're like, oh, I don't think you're gonna, you know. I was like, oh god, he hated it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but are you are you shocked that I've said it's my second favorite? No. Well, because okay. you've not watched the Daffy Hallows yet, so. Okay. Well, I still think that this, as a character piece, is going to be is still going to be my second favorite, if maybe not my third favorite. If you're, mm-hmm. if what you're saying about Deathly Hallows is um, is correct, but yeah, yeah the, I just really liked the relationships. I love the fact that we've got, you know, Hermione finally sort of coming to terms with the fact that she's got feelings for Ron. 
Mm-hmm. And Ron just being a dick. Again, Ron probably got about, what, five lines, six lines. Most of it was just <laughs> snogging. Um, <laughs> you know, and there's some really dark moments in it. Like the moment when the girl is... Um, and can I just say something to you? All right. Go on. You might be like, oh, oh, oh. i tell you what. This is this this half blood prince is a perfect um, companion piece to One Division because One Division it's all about hex magic and a lot of a lot of the stuff that they talk about in Harry Potter comes to fruition in One Division when we're talking about hex magic and I was watching it going yeah I mean this is this is basically what the Scarlet Witch is, you know, with the whole thing about the girl on the neck and then her rising up, you know, that is pretty much the, the whole story of WandaVision. So I, I think it would help is, uh? if I knew what you were going on. <laughs> the hex magic, you know, the magic that Malfoy uses on that girl to bewitch her and, you know, yeah, the power, but, but I don't the know what you're about WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision, you know, the the series that everyone's been talking about for the last eight weeks. Oh, is Where that thing on Netflix? Well, no, uh, not Netflix. Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Um, well, I just, I don't have Disney with Elis- Plus. With Elizabeth Olsen. No, I don't know. The Marvel series. Yeah, anyway, anyway, <laughs> I, I do think that this is, uh, with the, with the, with the, um, the whole thing of the, is it the Horcrux? Is that what, how you say it? Horcrux, yeah. Yeah, that, is again like something that is really closely linked to uh wanda's magic in wandavision like being the scarlet witch so yeah lots of connections there and i was just watching it going oh yeah yeah i know that is because that's in the scarlet witch does that all the time Um, (laughs) who uh, copied who was it wandavision copied harry potter marvel marvel and the scarlet witch have been around since 1964 so did you know and here's a little bit of trivia for you. In the 1980s, there was a film called Troll. Okay. And it was about these trolls that try to take over the world. And there's a young boy in it that uses magic. And do you know what the young boy's name is? Harry Potter. And the writer really? of Troll actually filed a lawsuit against J.K. Rowling. I don't think, it, I don't think he won. But there was definitely, um, I think, an out-of-court settlement so JK, naughty girl. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, there's loads of people that have come forward and been like, oh, well, she copied this and she copied that. And yeah, I I, I feel like she probably pulled a load of different stories and stuck them all together to make <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a person's own interpretation when it comes to like magic and myth and all that sort of thing. We're recycling all the time. You know, if you watch, I would say about mm-hmm. 50%, 50% of Doctor Who episodes are ripped off from like things like Frankenstein. Look at the Cybermen. The Cybermen are pretty much just Frankenstein. And, you know, the yeah. Daleks, are, Daleks are Nazis. You know, so, you know, people, <laughs> you know, take ideas and evolve them into their own interpretations all the time. But um, I think it was just yeah. that it was so direct. You know, you had a film about magic and trolls and the little boy is called Harry Potter and he wears glasses. You're like, JK, naughty. That's ridiculous. Yeah, look it up. I didn't even, even know that. It's called Troll, the film. Just put Troll, 
Harry Potter, and then obviously you're going to get loads of Harry Potter images of the troll from the from the uh, Chamber of Secrets. But yeah, you'll find it, and uh, it's quite shocking, quite shocking. But let's talk about um, Half Blood Prince. Have you got any questions for me? Let's start off with a question. We only start off with some trivia, but let's start off with a question. Um. um. Did you like the fact that we kind of got to see a little bit more of, of Tom Riddle's childhood and how he came to yes. be in his, his relationship with, with Dumbledore? I can't stop yeah, calling I, him Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dumbledore. I think that stuff was really important, actually. I think I would have been really disappointed if I didn't have more of the origin story of Voldemort. You know, mm-hmm. because, you know, we needed to know more about why. You know, what is his motive it's his motive can't be just be because he's bad do you know what i mean everybody has a motive yeah, every movie villain has a motive darth vader has a motive do you know what i mean his his wife was murdered well he murdered his wife in anger and that is the reason why he turned to the dark side you know um so every villain has a motive but i didn't feel like we really had one for voldemort i thought it was just like the motive was the fact that he was curious about the dark magic and then that's the route he went on you know but we Mm -hmm. needed a little bit more of a personal thing and for it to be sort of told that he was you know sort of like in some ways you know that prodigal um child that's born evil you know like damien for example you know there's something in them you know they're always going to be evil and bad because that's who they're born to be in some cases i've always felt that's a bit of a cop-out but with this I think that um, as it's young adult, which, you know, let's not fool ourselves. This is still a young, young adult franchise. I think that whole thing of, you know, fate and, um, and prophecy, it, it actually ties well into that because those ideas can be then absorbed by a younger audience. And then when they start to watch things, that are a little bit more, um, I hate that you're grown up. I hate that term, but you know, a little bit more complex. <laughs> At least mm-hmm. they've got a, they've got a sort of foundation of, you know, learning about, you know, evil and good versus evil from an early age, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Like Harry Potter is this generation Star Wars. I mean, I know that everyone's like, oh, Star Wars, it's just space battles. It's really not. It's a story about a son, a boy whose father, you know, turned out turned to the dark side and and was, you know. And, and the sun could see goodness in him. And the, it's the son's journey to try and get that goodness out from his father because, you know, they, they, he still believes in him. And, you know, with Harry Potter, there's, I mean, there's no redemption, I'm, I'm thinking, for Voldemort. But, you know, there's always that sort of, is he, isn't he with Harry, I feel? You know, is is Harry going to turn that to that side of the of dark magic? You know, I feel like that's what they've been playing with for the, like, the last couple of movies. You know, there's a link there. So is Harry, even though Harry's the chosen one, could it go either way? Could he be the chosen one in the good way or the bad way? That's how I'm feeling it. And that's, you know, that's the ideas that Star Wars played with as well, with Luke Skywalker. Was Luke going to turn to the to the dark side or, you know, similar ideas. But I like that because it plays into you know, good and bad, which are very, very simple concepts for people to mm-hmm. understand. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched Star Wars, so I, I can't compare it. But... You're gonna? Why are you saying this? You're gonna get so much abuse. You've already got abuse coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Me? And I'm allowing it because it's because it's because it's true. Oh, is this because I don't know what One Division is and I don't know what it's about? And yeah, yeah. People, people, Listen, guys, yeah. I'm just—it's not, not my making thing. friends. You're not making <laughs> friends right now. I'm not okay, here to make. Let's hit these dicks. I love you all. So, wait, I'm confused with the title. Have you never seen Harry Potter or have you just never seen Harry Potter um, and the Half Blood Prince? I've never seen any of the Harry Potter films. Of course, I have now because we've been doing this series for for six weeks. So, I've seen all of the films up to the Half Blood Prince. So, next week, after I've watched The Dead, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2, I would have seen them all. Yay! There you go. I've achieved right. something in lockdown. <laughs> I may have not got a degree in mathematics, but I've watched all the Harry lockdown Potter films. Lockdown 3.0 was worth something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, there we go. Here we go, next one. Hold up. Keith Andrew, I just got here, and I think I just heard you say that uh, the Half-Blood Prince is your second favourite. You saw Goblet of Fire and Prisoner of Azkaban, right? Just, um, <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yeah, I didn't like, like Prisoner of Azkaban. The thing is, I, everyone says that Prisoner of Azkaban's their favourite film, and I, I, it's not my favourite, and I, I don't get why. Like, I, I can understand it, but I also don't understand it at the same time, if that makes sense, because whilst it is a great film, there are better films than The Prisoner of Azkaban. Mhm. So I just, oh, I don't. But it's such a popular. But everyone you speak to, Prisoner of Azkaban is their favorite Harry Potter film, and I'm just like, why? Because it's so much better. I don't get it. For me, I felt like, and honestly, having watched them all up now up to Half Blood Prince, I feel like that Prisoner of Azkaban only had one sole purpose, and that was to introduce Sirius Black. Mm. That was the I'd only say... reason that film happened, and also I'd say I prisoner. Felt whole... oh, so go on. on. I was going to say I'd say it's probably my fourth favorite, if not tied fourth with with the Philosopher's Stone. Hmm. Hmm. You see, yeah. I mean, I I I'm struggling with the order now, like in my head, but definitely Prisoner of Azkaban is not in no. my top. Like four, uh, Goblet of Fire. Oh, no, it might even favorite. be lower than that. So I'd say Goblet of Fire is my favorite. Then the Deathly Hallows Part Two, but you've not watched it. And then I'd probably say The Order of the Phoenix. And then the Half Blood mm. Prince. Then probably what? the Prisoner of Azkaban. Then Philosopher's Stone, and then Deathly Hallows Part One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably a good, a good sort of how I feel. Goblet of Fire and Half Blood Prince are definitely my one and two. The thing mm. is, the thing I felt with um, Prisoner of Azkaban was I just felt it was Harry Potter light. Now that I've watched the rest, I feel like it was just a really basic story, and I felt like the um, the time travel element at the end just didn't have that depth or really you know it was so basic it had been done before I've, I've seen that 
that storyline done so much better before in other franchises, even in TV shows. You know, I've seen that. I've seen that sort of uh, gimmick used. I just didn't. I mean, I know. I know. Don't get me wrong that it had to be quite simplistic because at that time the audience was quite young. But mm-hmm. for me, nah, I didn't. I didn't rate Prisoner of Azkaban. And didn't I say to you when I first watched it? that that was the one I was most looking forward to because it was directed by one of my favourite directors. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it let me down. Maybe that is the reason why I was let down by it because it wasn't as good. Maybe. Maybe you and you built I it up to be more. something more than yeah. it actually was. Yeah, and you know, I've had I... so many people before say yeah, how good just, it is. I just don't get the hype around it. No. And like Alfonso Cuaron is like one of my favourite directors, and um, there was so much hype around *Prisoner of Azkaban* being the best one. And then when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, I was really, really underwhelmed." Really, yeah. Underwhelmed. Like I said, I just I don't understand why it's everyone hyped it up so much. It's there are better films in the franchises in the franchise, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Well, Sorry, more- <laughs> Catherine. You don't have Disney Plus. You know what? Uh, hit me up on the gram. I will send you my info. There is no reason for you not to have Disney Plus. You ain't got to pay for that, girl. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just no. Gonna... Listen, don't give her Disney Plus. She ain't gonna watch One Division anyway. She hates superhero films. I've tried to get her to watch Captain America, and she <laughs> won't. So don't give it to her. <laughs> Excuse me, Keith. I said that I would watch it for you. Right. Okay. You, said, no, well, it's... you get. If Knives gives you Disney the Plus, then we're watching Captain America, the trilogy. I that... I just want to explain why I don't have Disney Plus, right? Because I feel like when I say I don't have it, everyone's like, what? You don't have Disney Plus? I have Sky. And do you know what? It, I nearly bought Disney Plus the other night because I'm very, very angry. So I have Sky. And once upon a time, all the Sky, Sky Disney was a thing. And you could watch all the films, and that's all I really wanted it for. If I ever wanted to just, you know, watch up, I could just put it on, and that would be fine. Until when was it? I think it was Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night? Wednesday night? I thought, oh, I could just fall asleep watching Finding Dory. So onto Sky, I went, typed in Finding Dory, Sky, um, Sky Store, buy it for eleven ninety nine. I was like, what? So then I was like, why have they taken this off Sky? So then I I tried searching for something else, came up Sky Store, and I was like, no, don't piss me off. Anyway, I did a bit of Googling. Sky has removed everything from, uh, sorry, Disney have removed everything from Sky and Virgin. Yeah, of course they have. How annoying. Well, not annoying, because you just need to get Disney Plus. It's all there, babe. Well, that's another freaking £7 a month. <laughs> 5.99. Yeah, on top of all the 50,000 other subscriptions that I have to think. Right, all, for me, all you need, all you need is Disney Plus and Netflix. That's all you need these days. Well, Seriously, between I mean, those two things, yeah, but, I'm getting everything I need. Yeah, but, you know, I pay for Sky, pay for... I don't pay for Netflix because that's included in Sky. Then my iTunes bills £30 a month because they have fucking Apple Music, Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. You need to, um, after lockdown, you need to sift through all your subscriptions and get rid of the ones that you don't need or you don't use as much. I know. I mean, I don't pay for Amazon. 
Ben pays for that. Maybe I should pay for this one. I just, I don't know. I just begrudge paying for something that I'm probably going to use once a month. You won't use Disney Plus once a month. You'll use it every day. Guarantee you. There's so much. Stuff. Mm. And now they've launched Star on there, which, because um, uh, Disney bought um, 20th, 20th Century Fox. So all of 20th Century Fox's movies and TV shows to are now on To be fair... To be fair, Ugly Betty is now on Sky Plus. Uh, I'm, oh my god, I can't get my words right today. Is now on Disney Plus, and that's yeah, one of my favorite TV shows. Yeah. And I really, really want to start watching Grey's Anatomy because everyone's going on about it, and that's also on Disney Plus. So I might have to just. Why is there no free trial? I'm fuming. <laughs> yeah. We're getting so many lovely messages from people that I feel maybe slightly underage to be on stereo. So I will, um, to be fair, I'm not going to approve your messages, but I will relay them. So uh, one lovely young lady has just asked us, um, what is our favourite Harry Potter character? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, that's a hard question. My favourite character. It's yeah. McGonagall. Well, it's... it's got to be McGonagall for me. Yeah. Yeah, you sweet. I mean, I think I, I, I did think Ron, but I just feel like they've watered down Ron's bloody part now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, Alan Rickman as, as Snape is Same. pretty yeah. impressive. So, yeah, definitely. We had another young lady just ask, uh, just say that she thinks that Harry Potter is overrated. Um, mm. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I always yeah. used to think that. Now, you I'm, can have your now opinion. I'm watching them. Now I'm watching them and appreciating them for story rather than spectacle, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I, I feel like sometimes it is a bit overhyped, like when people are all like, oh my God, Harry Potter. Like. Yeah, but I, I think that was anything like. I think you'll find that the people that are more overhyped about it are people that read the book. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, Just we're gonna play. Thing. We're gonna play a few more messages, and then we're gonna get into uh, the trivia about Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Can't hear it, darling. Sorry, can't hear that. I gotta disagree. I gotta say that this generation Star Wars is the Jay and Bob, Silent Bob series because really Star Wars is about like C3PO or R2D2. And Jay and Silent Bob are C3PO and uh, R2D2. No. I mean, they're like some of the main characters, yeah, but then it's not about them. And if anything, Dobby reminds me of. C3PO, even though we haven't seen him since the second Don't film. hate on Dobby. I was lied to. I thought this story was going to be all about Dobby, and I haven't even bloody seen him apart from Dobby riding a llama, which had to be point out, pointed Dobby out. Dobby riding a llama. Dobby riding a llama. Dobby on a llama. Dobby on a llama. That had to be pointed out to me afterwards. Yeah. I mean, you'll see him next week. Don't worry. Alright, I just feel I've, I've been slightly um, missold the Dobby action, to be fair. <laughs> just saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just popped up in here. WandaVision. I just heard that. I wasn't even really going to 
you know, eval- <laughs> evaluate on that. But I just started watching it. Uh, WandaVision, I don't know. It was probably the first couple episodes that you've seen. But to me, when I first seen it, I was like, okay, I could deal with the black and white. But at the same time, I was like, ah, it's taking a little slow. If you really want to get into it and, like, really watch it, you have to skip to the first... To the fourth episode. That's when everything starts to unravel. And uh, open up as a what's going on. They don't tell you outright. But it, that's where it starts to get interesting. It kind of goes back and forth. From the first and the third episode. It goes back and forth to the black and white. And to the real life. Yeah but Antonio. like I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend 10 seconds on this. Antonio that's the problem. Like. People, is they don't have patience. You know, with a TV show, you've got to have patience. You've got to let the story like reveal itself, like an onion, like the layers of the story. Those first three episodes of One Division, I think, are wonderful because you don't know what's going on, and you don't have a clue, and it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. And I love that, but I think that people are like, "Oh, well, I want answers straight away, and I want to know everything." Like with Harry Potter. You know, like these early episodes, like you, you don't really find out what's happening until sort of this um, this film, like maybe the last film. I'm sure like that Deathly Hallows. But in the first sort of four films, you don't really know what's going on. And, you know, you don't hear people going, oh, well, I don't like Harry Potter, the Philosopher's Stone, because you don't find out anything. Well, you know, that's what I feel. You need to be you know, patient with shows and and film series. You know, you can't just expect everything to be laid out in the first episode because where do they go from there? You know, you can't blow your load in the first episode, if you excuse the the analogy. But um, (laughs) that's the art of storytelling and the art of getting people back to watch the next episode or the next film. You need to build it up and have that air of mystery and suspense like they have with the Harry Potter films, you know, that's why they're so popular because they, they, you know, the the mystery is, is sort of, when I say dragged out, I don't mean dragged out because that's a a negative, but they, you know, the way that the story is plotted, you really do have to keep watching until, you you know, that final layer is unraveled. And I just think that people expect yeah, you can't too much. Get, you can't soon. tell it all in the first film, otherwise people aren't come back and watch the other film. Yeah, that's it. I so. think um, I think people are too people are too impatient. You need to be patient. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, with TV, TV shows, especially. Actually, crying. Mango, mango. I. I don't know how that's getting through because that was a rejected message. But One. No, I rejected. How are you getting through? <laughs> it's wi- it's witchcraft. She goes to Hex Hogwarts. Magic. Hex magic. <laughs> so, oh my god! It's playing all the rejected messages. I don't understand. Are you, are you sure that you're actually rejecting the right thing? Hang on. Hang on. Catherine, I totally get what you're saying because um, I feel about. Prime Video, the way that you feel about what Sky's done. Um, but really, Disney Plus is worth it. They've just added on this channel called Star, and it's got loads of stuff on. It's got like Scrubs, Ugly Betty, loads of other stuff that I 
can't remember right now. But it is worth it. It's not just all the Disney films. And then when Disney releases new stuff, we get it on Disney Plus as well. So it's kind of good. I mean, it might even end up being better than Netflix. I know that's a really weird thing to say, but it might end up that way. Um, also, sorry, my two, two cents. Um, <laughs> I would not sit and watch the Captain America films if you paid me. He's such a lame superhero. Sorry. I know that, like, oh, he's worthy without giving too much away. But, um... You're wrong, Laura. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, wrong. I can technically just add Disney Plus to my Sky subscription. All right, we'll do it. Captain America is worthy because he is the first Avenger and he is the person that's laid the most on the line for um for the world so love you laura thank you so much for your message but you are on this occasion wrong <laughs> what you never seen harry potter man what, what? you're with it harry you're a bastard harry <laughs> you're with just harry <laughs> you're a bastard harry <laughs> um, okay, well, you're wearing one of those bows in your hair, so I'm assuming that you're a bow whore. Um, so, <laughs> um, you have no right to shout at me at all. Okay, here we go. Um, and <laughs> no, I haven't seen the films, but I have seen up to Half Blood Prince now, so what's your problem? Yeah, we're changing okay, it, guys. Don't hate on Keith because he hasn't seen Harry Potter. He's seen more than he's up to 75% now he's nearly fully loaded he, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. another, week, another <laughs> week of buffering and he's done <laughs> yeah bum holes okay <laughs> let's, there. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> let's get on to some trivia so I, I, um, no, no 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 one sec what? I just I need to ask you a couple more questions. Oh yeah, okay. I need to know what you think of Slughorn, the potion Slug- professor. Uh, well, at least he wasn't a dark arts. <laughs> you know. Oh no, who was the dark arts? Ooh, Snape. Oh, oh Snape. Oh, Snape. Ooh, only took him five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> killed Dumbledore. Yeah, well, don't dwell on that too much. Um, do you know how I said to you last week that there's one scene in this film that makes me just feel very weird? Go on. Do you know what scene I'm on about? <laughs> scene that makes you feel very weird. Is it? Yeah. Is it in, is it in the? Um, is it when they're in the bar and you see them kissing? No. Mm. Does it involve kissing? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. I've got no idea. So when Harry takes the uh, takes the confidence potion. Oh yeah, the good luck potion, and then there's that scene where Aragog's died. Yeah, <laughs> and and Hagrid <laughs> and Slughorn. <laughs> And Harry all stood there. 
<laughs> it just not make you feel absolutely like what the fuck is going on. Well, it's the equivalent of a teenager taking drugs for the first time, isn't it? Yeah, he stood there swaying from side to side. Aragog's dead on his back. <laughs> and yeah. it's like practically crying. And Slughorn's like, oh, can I just take some of his blood? <laughs> it's like, what yeah. the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, that to me was another part of the growing up um, of Harry in the story because that was basically Harry taking drugs for the first time. This is true, but it's just very weird. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, I felt like we could have done without that scene. It's just funny. Like, every time I watch it, I think, what the fuck is going on? Like, this isn't Harry Potter. <laughs> Dead spider. Sad. You know, Hagrid. Um, you've got Jim Broadbent going, can I take some samples from the dead spider? You're like, and Harry's like, oh, yeah, man. Do what you want. Okay. You know what I mean? It's a really, really weird scene. Come to think of it, yeah, it is. Because Harry shows no like, emotion in that scene whatsoever. No, like an anomaly. Like, oh, Hagrid, it's okay. Like, But he's just that they're swaying from side to side. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned this last week, but Emma Watson did actually seriously consider not returning for this film, mm-hmm. but eventually decided that the pluses outweighed the minuses, um, as she could not bear to see anyone else playing Hermione. Yeah, it would have been weird. Yeah, it totally would have been. But the, at the end of the day, like, what what was she so concerned about? What do you think was her reasoning? Like, was it because of the the love story, and she was maybe felt a little bit odd playing that with Rupert Grint? Like, what what could be her thought process for not wanting to turn return to this multi million pound franchise? Maybe she just wanted to go down a different career path, but. Or wanted to focus on her studies, or mm. don't know. I don't know. I just feel like there might be a little bit more to the story. Maybe her and Rupert were like exes, and she didn't want to play that uh, those scenes with him. Who knows? I'm just making it more juicy than it is. <laughs> think, think you are. I think. I think just saying. Oh yeah, she wanted to study on her on her, you know, concentrate on her studies is just a little bit like, ugh, okay. I feel like there could have been some more to it. But the fact that, like, she nearly didn't come back and they would have had to recast Hermione, that that Hermione recast would have never, would have gone down like a cup of cold sick with Harry Potter fans, right? Because you can never I... get that fight. Like, you just... She plays Hermione so well. Yeah. That it just would, you, no one could have replaced her. Okay, well, I'm going to throw this out to the listeners then, listeners. If um, Emma Watson had decided to not return as Hermione, who do you think could have replaced her? Oh, that's a good question. Who would have played been a good Hermione? It uh, doesn't matter how old they are now, because obviously Emma Watson's got to be, what, in her mid-late 20s? She's not in the 30s. Oh, I don't know. Let's have a look. Ish. How old is how old is Emma, Emma Watson? Watson? Emma Watson, nineteen ninety. So she's thirty-one. 
She's there. Well, she's still there. Oh, her birthday is two days before mine. She was born in Paris. She's 30. She's got one month, basically, to go until she's 31. So she's 30. So, um, yeah. Uh, Who else could have played Hermione Granger? That's the question I'm throwing out there for you. Now, um, really sad and traumatic uh, circumstances uh, befell one of the actors... Uh, from this movie, um, Mark, who played Marcus Belby, Robert Knox. Um, the actor was actually uh, stabbed to death on May the 24th, 2008, just a few days after they wrapped filming on this on this um, instalment. So, yeah, very sad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't believe that he would have been, you know, up to no good, but... You know, very sad that um, a cast member who had been in it for quite a few time, quite a few films, I think, hadn't he? Marcus Belby had been he'd been in quite a few installments. I think maybe one, uh, two or three installments before this. Uh, yeah. So yeah, really sad uh, that that happened. But yeah, let's talk about. Um, the Half-Blood Prince. So the Half-Blood Prince turned out to be um, Snape. Yep. What did you so, think about that? Well, I don't really... I, I didn't feel like we got a lot of information about the Half-Blood Prince in general, or did I miss something? Uh, no, I don't think you missed something. Because we haven't been really told about why he's the Half-Blood Prince. Are we going to learn more about that in Deathly Hallows? Uh, but no, I don't think we do. Cause, so basically, all he says is, "I'm the Half Blood Prince," and we never hear about it again. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> who or what is? I mean, I know who, but what is the Half Blood Prince? Is it a nickname that he gave himself? Is it like not anything? Like, is he is he not actually a prince? It's just the name that they. Like a name that he gave himself in school. I don't know. I'm just trying to have a quick look now. Someone listening might know the answer, but if you're listening, please explain to me the Half Blood Prince. But try and do it without giving spoilers away of the next two films because I haven't seen them. Hence the title of the show. I've never. Oh, seen right, hang on. Catherine yeah, no, it. I thought I thought this is why it was, but I, I didn't want to say it in case it was wrong. It's basically just because um, he was born to a Muggle father and a witch mother. Okay, so he's the half blood. But why? Where does the prince bit come from? At some point during his school years, he decided to reject his father's name entirely, giving himself the monkeyer, the half blood prince, with his mother's maiden name instead. Okay. That's interesting. His mother's, his mother's name was Eileen Prince. His dad was called Tobias Snape. Hmm. Well, that makes sense because I was thinking, like, is he going to be part of the prophecy? Like, is he part of the like the whole thing, like the prophecy with Harry? But then, obviously, hearing that, that obviously makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. So we've got a message here. What do you think about this? Probably because they didn't follow the book. 
They didn't follow the book. Oh, oh I, don't, so... I haven't read. They haven't read the book, so. So is Snape not? Is is Snape not the Half Blood Prince in the books then? Yeah, yes, I think no he is. By the way, I'm slowly approaching a big land, um, big landmark in my um, followers. So uh, the person who uh, is my big three zero 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 is going to get a special prize from me on Instagram. So just saying, guys, um, it might be in this show. It um... might be in my um, can I unfollow you and then refollow you at three thousand? No, you cheeky bitch! <laughs> Don't do that. I want to win a prize. No, you've had oh. enough. Oh. <laughs> I bloody nothing. Okay. Um, one sec. I'm just trying to see if there's any information about half. Blood. No, I think that is literally just the reason and. Okay, well, I'm from the book. It's a plot device, basically, which is 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 fine. That's interesting. I like. I do like think that that is actually more satisfactory than making building it up to be this huge thing that you know Snape is this half blood prince and it's like a part of a prophecy and blah blah blah. I think there's too much of that um, Mm. in the mix already with Harry Voldemort. There's too much prophecy and and all this thing. So. yeah, so I think that actually it was a good decision to make that character the Half-Blood Prince, but not make yeah, it anything. It's just, yeah, there's all this mystery about, oh, who is it? What's it mean? Like, what does this mean against Voldemort? And it's like, oh, it's literally just Snape. He's just very good at punching. Yeah. Um, so, this is really interesting. Daniel Radcliffe has said that this is his least favourite performance in the franchise stating in an interview in 2014 that he was just not very good in it and calling it hard to watch. He also revealed that he was struggling with alcohol at the time of filming and can be and can tell in certain scenes that he was intoxicated. Well, I think the scene with Aragog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean... This is a story that we hear so often with child stars, isn't it? That they turn to alcohol or drugs, you know, and the fact that, you know, how old would he have been in? in, When was this film released? 2009. So he would have been 2009. He would have been 20. Dead on 20. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for him to have sort of problems with alcohol is very common with child actors, but you would have thought there would be a, a massive duty of care on the set, like with him, seeing that he'd been on that set with those people playing that part, <coughs> excuse me, since he was little. Yeah. You know I mean? it's, it's a massive responsibility. And, you know, you suddenly become one of the most famous people in the world overnight because of the status that Harry Potter has. Yeah. Really sad so, to read that he was struggling with alcohol at this time. And he obviously got help, but also, you know, it's good of him to sort of acknowledge that and then say that this was his worst performance due to that. I think that that like that takes a lot of um, sort of self exploration, doesn't it, for someone to come out and then say that? Yeah. Well, I've got to talk about something right now, Catherine, because I know I know that you said to me a couple of weeks ago when we were watching Goblet of Fire. 
that the series is going to get darker and darker and darker and darker. Mm-hmm. There are some scenes in this I could hardly see anything. Gee, you honestly, next week I think you're going to have to watch it on Saturday night. Oh really? Why? Oh, what because of the because palette? the death of Hallows Part One. You won't. It's just like turn your TV brightness up. <laughs> I do understand why they've done it, and I do think it's effective, but to the point where it actually stops you from enjoying the film, that is very counterproductive. Well, apparently, David Yates used um, Rembrandt. Is that how you say his name? The painter? Rembrandt. Rembrandt, Rembrandt that's it. <laughs> um, for, as the inspiration for the movie's colour palette. Yeah, that's fine, and that's very arty, and that's great to tell people after they've seen it, but whilst you're watching it, you're like... Um, who who is that? I can't quite make that out. Who is that person there? Who's speaking? I recognise the voice. <laughs> and also, Rembrandt was Dutch. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they always use quite dark palettes in their in their art and their paintings. So that's fine. But at the same time, please don't um, use Rembrandt if an audience is going to suffer. You might be a clever, you know, clever sod, but. There were some scenes, especially near the beginning, where I was like, I mean, I love that opening sequence with um, over London because I love seeing London in film anyway. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I don't think it's just because I live here, but because London is so cinematic and that scene with the bridge and that you yeah. don't see anyone like hurt on the bridge. Like if you watch that sequence, everyone seem, manages to seem uh, to have gotten off the bridge uh, before it collapses. But then you see in the newspaper, like death toll rises, you know, so it's it. It's a, such a dark element, which I really, um, really like. But at the same time, it was just too dark. I think that scene would have played out a lot better if it had been sort of like a sprit, like a bright afternoon, and then the clouds come over, and then that happens. You know, but it was it was dark and gloomy from the very beginning, which I think lessened the impact slightly. I know, but that's just. But saying that though, and this is strange saying we're talking about the color palette and everything and we're talking about you know how that is but um this is the only harry potter movie to be nominated for um best cinematography um in the oscars so the um you know the the oscars um is quite a prestigious obviously to be nominated for Mm-hmm. And to get nominated for Best Cinematography, that's really uh, interesting, seeing we're sitting and going, it was too dark. Uh, I like dark films, though. Yeah. Like, I hate I mean, it I do, but bright and light. Ugh. Hurts my eyes. <laughs> no, but there's, but there's, you know, I always feel that you have to have the contrast between light and dark. If it's constantly dark, then, you know, for me, it's just, that's unbearable if it's constantly bright that's unbearable you need like you know ups and downs with it with the color palette otherwise it just gets monotonous and i just felt like a little bit like that with this one but luckily the storyline was pulling it through for me hence making it my second favorite but there were some scenes that were just too dark mm-hmm. yeah i say i like it i do like any it. other questions any other questions for me because i've got some more facts coming up um, no, I'm just looking at facts. Yeah, our audience have gone a little bit quiet. We're so interesting, no one wants to message us. So, uh, <laughs> Voldemort was born on New Year's Eve 1926. There's a little He's fact old. for you. He's old man. He's old. He's an old man. 
Yeah. And uh, can I just say, like, is butterbeer an alcoholic beverage? Because technically they're not old enough. No, I don't think it is. No, it's not. Yeah, because um, the but the butterbeer that they drink in the film is actually a J2O with foam on top. But butterbeer, <laughs> like, just to me, like, sounds like it could be an alcoholic drink and they were drinking it. And then doesn't she order ginger wine as well? And yeah, you're like, I don't... hang on a Look, uh, uh, underage drinking going on. Chuck them out. <laughs> I don't think it is. not alcohol butter beer. You can get butter beer from Harry Potter World. Mm. But I'm just saying, you know, like, if you were watching that film and they were ordering butter beers and ginger wines, you'd be a little bit like, okay, these kids are like, what, year 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, very I mean, it has got alcohol in it. <gasps> naughty year 11 is like 15 16 isn't it they're not old enough to drink so just saying that harry potter not only has the child protection policy within the whole harry potter franchise been deplorable but now oh, wait, they're, no, I... they're advertising young young drinking i don't know what it says here it was made out of butterscotch sugar and water yeah at the Hogshead, customers were charged G sickles per butter beer, which is approximately sixty p. Sixty pence. Alcoholic That's crazy. content. Butter beer may have had a very slight alcohol content, which could get house elves in a drunk-like state. Though an antidote to this existed. Uh. So, um, just to let you know, in the book. Uh, Professor Slughorn gets Ro- uh, Ron's name wrong and refers to him as Rupert, which we know he gets his name wrong in the bar, doesn't he? He calls him something like his surname wrong in the film. Yeah. But in the book, he calls him Rupert. And obviously, Ron is played by Rupert Grint. So that's the yeah. that she put in there. The, the one that we do not mention put in there to uh, to give a little nod to Rupert Grint, which I thought was quite cute. Yeah. That was nice. Um... How, how do you know what when they go to um see Slughorn in that um opening beginning bit and yeah. then like Dumbledore just tidies the house I just think like how good would that be if that was real life? Yeah, I mean, why doesn't he do that all the time? Like you walk around Hogwarts, <laughs> and it's a fucking shithole. Like why doesn't he do that all the time? Like done. <laughs> there we go. Just tidy up. I wish I could do it. Yeah. I, that's the thing that is really leaving me confused and hanging. Like, Dumbledore is dead. Like, mm-hmm. Snape killed him. Unless Snape killed him on Dumbledore's orders. So, so, But why would he do that? I mean... What do you mean, uh, why would he do it? He made an unbreakable bond. So what, he was like, it was either Dumbledore or him, basically. Yes, so basically, Voldemort had sent Malfoy to Hogwarts that year with the mission to kill Dumbledore. That was that was what Malfoy had to do. And then the Bellatrix and Malfoy's mum were questioning if whose side Snape was on. So then he made the unbreakable bond with Malfoy's mum to watch over 
Draco and make sure that no harm came to him. And if it came down to it, that Snape would be the one to kill Dumbledore if Malfoy couldn't go through with it. Because she was doing the whole, he's just a child, he's just a child. No, I get that. But he still killed Dumbledore. Yeah, because he would have died if he hadn't have done, because he made an unbreakable bond. Yeah. So, okay, okay. You know. So basically, he's a selfish bastard, and he, and he wanted to save his own life, so he... Uh, he, he <sighs> I'm, I'm not Fine. saying anything else on the matter. <laughs> right, okay. We'll find out. So, um, the one that we do not mention, She Who Shall Not Be Mentioned, um, read through the script for the Half-Blood Prince and found a line in it where Dumbledore mentions a girl that he had a crush on when he was younger. And after reading it, mm-hmm. uh, she informed the filmmakers that Dumbledore was in fact gay and that his uh, only romantic infatuation was with the wizard uh, Grindelwald, who he later had to defeat in a wizard duel. Uh, she later made this information public whilst promoting the final book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Oh, oh, you who not, will not be mentioned. You're so accepting of the gay community. What about including all the letters? What about the LGBTQ plus community? Like, you know, be a fan of all those letters, darling, not just the G. I know. Just saying. Just saying. Just, just throwing that out there. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Yeah. I just love the fact that the the cast also have, um, you know, have sort of put their support for the LGBTQ plus community along. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Any other, um, anything, Catherine, anything you'd like to say, uh, quote-wise, like uh, um, trivia-wise? No, but there's not an awful lot of trivia compared to the other films. Mm. Yeah, I've noticed that. I think because they're in their stride now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're in their stride now, they've, aren't they? Therefore, they're, they've got they're the swing of it, aren't they? Yeah. So um, they actually moved this film. It was meant to be released in um, 2008, but they moved it to 2009 for, unre- for reasons unbeknownst to anybody. And uh, Warner Brothers actually got death threats for doing that. You know, no, some people... I, oh. I read it was the Transformers film or something. Oh, it didn't want to go up against it? Yeah, well, that might have been the Death of Hallows. Wait, was uh, there no, a Transformers? It was, was Half-Blood Prince. They moved it from 2008 to 2009, which is a possibility that they didn't want it to go up against. Um, yeah, they, they didn't think it would do as well at the box office, so they moved it and aired it at, a, at some film thing. I don't know. Yeah, which is wise, I think. You know, mm. you don't want your film to go up another huge entry in the franchise uh, and then do yeah, that. It make an awful lot of sense, does it? Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping that they do a little bit of uh, an Avengers Endgame uh, in the last two uh, films where we get to see characters that maybe have been absent or that we've seen in the previous films but come together. I hope that's a, ha- that's the case. You know, a little reunion. <laughs> right, right at the end all, clinking the glasses like, cheers! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, there's the love relationship booming again uh, with Ginny and Harry. I already know how mm-hmm. that turns out because I've seen Half Blood Prince. Uh, not uh, blah, 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 blah. I've seen um, 
cursed child. Um, did you know that the person who plays Tom Riddle, young Tom Riddle, is the nephew of Ralph? I can't say his last name. It finds Ralph. Oh, no, Ralph finds. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that, but that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense nephew. to get a family member yeah. to do it, isn't it? I like it when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this this um, this instalment is actually the one we the one we will not mention's favourite uh, adaptation of the of her books. Really? Well, I suppose I haven't read the book, so mm. I can't comment. Um, did you know that the cauldrons you see in Potion's classroom work using remote controls? And the knitting needles that knit by themselves are operated by a custom-built machine. It's not CGI. That's cool because I like it. I like it when, um, you know, they they do that because I, I much prefer physical effects anyway in movies. But, uh, but yeah, let me see if we've got any massages. Um, we've got one message coming through. Thank you for mentioning that and standing up for the LGBTQ plus uh, community. I think it's really important, especially um, at the moment. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, always. Always. Listen. I mean, I'm a gay man, as is Catherine, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm not a gay man. I'm just an ally. But I am also you identify yourself body. as a gay man. <laughs> I have a gay man trapped in a female's body. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, look, there's no denying that what uh, she who shall not be mentioned has created, you know, has had a massive influence on a lot of people. But it's also uh-huh. built her up to be, you know, a role model, like have role model status. And then she goes around and says what she said about trans people, which is just deplorable. And then she writes a book that um, has a uh, a man going around murdering people dressed as a woman. You know, it's just blatant uh, transphobia. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for whatever her reasons are for having those views, that's fine. But, you know, some things you keep to yourself. Yeah, especially when you're so influential. And you're so well-known and so many people kind of look up to you and kind of would take on your beliefs. You know, you can't start... Like, I think people just need to think twice before they tweet things. It's always Twitter. Yeah. But also, like, I'm just really glad that the the cast of Harry Potter came out because ultimately J.K. Rowling is like the mother of the franchise, but there, mm-hmm. you know, the kids, you know, are Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, you know, Rupert Grint. They're the they're the people that, you know, the kids and the young people really identify with. And I think that um, for them to come out and show their support for the trans community and basically say in in you know not in the words, but basically say you're wrong, J.K. Rowling. What are you? Why are you saying that? We don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, I think that is a huge moment. And, you know, I, I wonder I just wonder what's going on bet- uh, behind closed doors with them all, you know, with their relationship with J.K. Rowling. Is, has that survived this, you know, after they released those statements? 
I, I'm just very curious to know what their relationship is. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, there's no way of really knowing because obviously it's all kind of kicked off last year, didn't it, Mike? So people mm. haven't been going to events and they haven't been, you know, seeing people. So I feel like once this pandemic's kind of over, then I think we'll kind of see the damage, if there has mm-hmm. been any damage caused in their relationships. Yeah. I find, I think, um, yeah, I just, I just, I would love to be a fly on the wall. Like if they ever, if they ever contact each other and just, because obviously she's got a very strong held, um, you know, thought process about that. And, and they're sort of going behind her back, not going behind her back, but, you know, basically calling her out on it. And I think that that's really brave to do, especially with someone who has been your, you know, like without mm-hmm. her, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have sort of the life and the recognition that you have. So, yeah, so it's, it's a very odd one, isn't it, when you see uh, people turning on their on their creators or their mother figures or father figures. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it as mm-hmm. well with um, um, Josh Whedon. You know, he uh, the guy who created and run Buffy you know all uh, a lot of the cast members of Buffy have now turned around and said that he was an absolute bully and um you know you know one of the cast members in um Buffy got pregnant in real life and he basically tried to convince her to get an abortion purely because he wanted to like her character to be on the show yeah so you know he's he's an absolute fucking dick he's an absolute dick uh, but at the same time, you know, he had massive creative control over that franchise and Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, et cetera, et cetera. So and they've all tweeted within the last sort of uh, month or two also saying that um, he was an absolute prick to them on the uh, on the set of Buffy and beyond. So it just like it baffles me when you say I mean, I know it's slightly different because she didn't like she wasn't a bully or anything to the kids on the set. But it's the same sort of thing where you have people that were made famous by a franchise and then they come out and they basically um, bring down the person who who made them famous. I just find it really, yeah. really interesting. And just I just want to know how that works. Not for any malicious way. I just want to know what their relationship with J.K. Rowling is like now. Mm, very yeah. interesting to know. Yeah, it is. What do you think, guys? Do you think that they could ever be friends? Could ever make up? Do you think that they could ever be the long-awaited Warner Brothers Harry Potter series that uh, people have been talking about for ages? Who knows? Who knows? Um, we're getting some quite kind messages and some messages from absolute knobs. But here's some good here's some nice <laughs> messages. I just want to say, um, every time I log on to Stereo, it comes up with some random things. And normally... I'm disappointed, whereas like, logging on now, this is brilliant. Honestly, Pucker, good good job. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Will Young. Are you the Will Young? He, no, he hasn't got a lisp. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, I just want to say that I think you're absolutely amazing. That's Will Young, isn't it? Make I can't do the accent. Yeah, well, thank you very much. We do our, <laughs> Thanks, we do our best, don't we? To create yeah, some we engaging try. Uh, content we try. for you. 
I mean, I'm spending my Sunday mornings watching Barry Trotter uh, for the last six <laughs> weeks, uh, just for Dobby your entertainment. Dobby on a llama. I think we've got a number one hit with that, Keith. Dobby I should not have that. Just saying I should not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> should not have done the dance. I've hurt myself a little bit. Ow! Um, so, yeah. That's Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince done and dusted. Ooh. Catherine, would you like to give me the teasers for next week? Well, actually, I can pause. Pause, pause, pause. Let's hit this ditty first. Let's get this. <laughs> Ooh, that shade on Will Young. Um, but no, thinking about um, their relationship with J.K. Rowling, I really think that Emma Watson's going to have a problem with it. Um, she's quite a big feminist, isn't she? And she's very intersectional, you know, she's very trans-inclusive in that. Um, so that will be interesting to watch. I'm really hoping that she's going to do the right thing, to be honest. Yeah, well, hmm. I was thinking she is a massive part of women's rights and things like that, isn't she? She's Who Emma Watson? Yeah. Yes. But then but then so is JK Rowling, which is the really weird thing. And I can't remember what the what they call um oh hang on, I'm just gonna do some research on this. But there but there are feminists out there that are transphobic. And that is the group that um that J.K. Rowling belongs to. Uh, right, and they're saying that trans women aren't women. So they're, they're called too, They're too far gone in feminism. Basically. Yeah, they're called TERFs. So T-E-R-F. Um, TERFs, that's what they're called. And they're called trans-exclusionary radical feminists. That's right. what J.K. Rowling is. So they're a radical feminist that, ex- that um, exclude... Uh, trans women. Mm. Yeah, just... that's what that's how J.K. Rowling <sighs> identifies. It just baffles my head that anyone can have those opinions. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that she brought it up through the medium of people, like, basically saying that you know, if if a woman doesn't have a period, then that then they're not a woman basically mm. is what her comments boil down to which but i think is just think so that's not like even just offensive to like trans people like that's offensive to women that don't have periods like for medical reasons and you know things like that like she, she offended a lot of people yeah yeah let's let's just not beat around the bush here jk rowling is a dick like she's in, she's mm. in for what she said, you know, and her and her um, her career will never recover. This will always be now what she's known for. She'll be known for Harry Potter and being a trans uh, being transphobic. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody is really going to. And those Harry Potter fans that sort of are still massive fans. They're not a fan of J.K. Rowling. They're a fan of Harry Potter. Of Harry Potter yeah. a huge difference. Do you know what I mean? The people. The fans that love Harry Potter are not reading her casual vacancy or whatever book she's writing now, strike novels or whatever they're called. They're not reading those books. No, they just love Harry Potter. Yeah, they just love Harry Potter and the world and the magic uh, that she created. They're not watching, they're not reading those books. And I think she'll find it really difficult to um, 
to get her career back on track. But that doesn't matter because she's fucking loaded. Yeah, and it's annoying that every time anyone buys anything to do with Harry Potter, it, it goes into her back pocket. Hmm. She's getting a slice of the pie. What about the trans, mm. you know, trans community uh, fans that have bought merchandise and, and supported the movies and, you know, now she basically turns around and does a big shit on them. I just think, yeah, whatever. Do you know I mean, it's mm. almost like now she's made her money. Now she knows that she is comfortable for the rest of her life. She can run off her mouth about things that she's probably believed, you know, ever since she started writing friggin' Harry Potter in that cafe that she used to go to because she couldn't afford the heating in her house. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You struggled. You you were going through life struggles. Well, those people that you've offended are struggling through life as well. You mm. know, with a comp- I know it's complete. I know it's different, but it's still a life struggle. And then you just like rub salt into the wound. I just think, fuck you, fuck you. I will never buy um, any. I will never buy the Harry Potter books. Like, I'll I'll just get them like some way on the Kindle. But I just I just won't support that. You think I buy second hand though. Yeah, I'll buy them from a charity shop. Yeah, if you buy them second hand, it doesn't go it does it, it goes whoever no, you bought true. it. That's, that's very mm. true. But I will just say that I will never support that woman's views and I'm just so glad that the cast came out and said what they said yeah. and supported the trans community uh, trans community because they could have easily just kept quiet and not said anything, like in fear of upsetting Mother Hen, but they didn't. They stood up for trans people, and that's uh, that's something to be really proud of. Okay, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, Catherine. I'm really going to ask the question now. Please, can I have my um, my titbits? Tit, tit, is it titbits or titbits? Titbits for next week. <laughs> okay, so definitely Hallow Part 1 and 2. Are we ready? I'm ready, love. What, what have the Death Eaters taken control of? Oh, I don't know. I've not seen it. <laughs> what is the Deathly Hallows? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. What has been left in Dumbledore's will? What oh, okay. is Umbridge up to now? Umbridge? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Professor Umbridge? Yeah. As played by... I can't remember her name, but yeah. <laughs> Amelda, Amelda Staunton. The, the evil yeah. one from last week. Yeah. <gasps> What's she up to? I thought she was carried off by trolls. No. Carry off, they're carried off by half horsemen. Yeah, but then she was in the newspaper. She didn't die. She's, she's yeah, very yeah, much alive. Uh, guess who's back? Dobby! Okay. Well, you say back, you sort of you know, has been in one film, but okay. <laughs> yes, he's back. Okay, all right. Um, so he's we back. See... It's almost like you know, he's never been there to be back to. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we see two new couples form. Who's in love? Well, it's got to be Hermione and Ron, surely. Okay, but who's the other one? Who confesses love for who? Oh, it's got to be. Oh, I don't know who's left. Oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her? Na- oh, god, um, the fucking druggie of Hogwarts. What's her name? Luna. <laughs> <laughs> fucking absolutely baked permanently. That girl. 
she is going back to her dorm room underneath the bed where she keeps her magic mushrooms. She is <laughs> off her rocker. <laughs> She's not. Um, I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay. Who dies? Her and Hagrid. You're going to make it even more <laughs> just, like, just a deplorable. Pull out all the stops when it comes to child protection and they're going to have Luna Lovegood and Hagrid get it on. Yeah, that's who it is, Keith. Luna and Hagrid. You've got 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, who dies? Who's dead? Um, okay. Who, oh, sorry. Voldemort fires a killing curse at Harry, but why doesn't he die? Okay. And who do we see off to Hogwarts? Okay. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. Excellent. Excellent. Our little tidbits for next week. I can't wait. Like I said, I'm going to get up early on Sunday, next Sunday, and I'm going to watch part one and part two back to back. Then that's it. It's going to take you about five hours. That's all right. No, it's happening at night. Well, one, two, three. If I start at 10 o'clock, I'll be finished by three when I say. But I will say, listen, I never thought that these films would interest me in the slightest and even though i'm not a massively like converted harry potter fan where i'm going to go and order a fucking you know um like hogwarts scarf off of ebay um getting you one for your birthday what i will yeah (laughs) (laughs) hufflepuff i think that's what i'm gonna the house i'm gonna be in i I also buy yeah you need to do the test as well yeah, you need to do the test next week. Okay. Yeah, if you send me the link, Catherine, I'll do the test. Yeah, I'll send it to you on Sunday. Excellent. Um, and yes, uh, like like I was saying, I you know I've I've actually really really enjoyed them. Like I think that they are like if I was probably like sort of twelve, thirteen, they would be like brilliant. They would be so good. Mm. They would be like what Star Wars was to me when I was a kid. You know, really engaging, great characters with a huge, like, moral dose in there as well. So, yeah, yeah I, I, just... I, actually, I actually think I will be a little bit sort of uh, a little bit sad next after next week when um, when it's all over. But yeah, but the thing is, now whenever they're on ITV at Christmas, you'll be able to just keep them on and know what's going on. <laughs> Dip in, yeah. Yeah, but if it's Chamber of Secrets, I'm dipping out again. Just saying. Or Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> or Prisoner, have part Prisoner of Azkaban can be on in the background, but if it's Chamber of Secrets, I'm dipping right out. I'm going, bye! <laughs> I'm, not really that, good. No, I'm, not do- I'm not doing Chamber of Secrets again. I think Chamber of Secrets will be the one that I'll skip. Like, if I ever watch them again, I'll be like, oh, I know what happens. It's a fucking basket. Uh, I'm out of it. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like <laughs> you're really going to hate the Hallowed Part 1. Ben said to me, literally two days ago when um, you can watch Deathly Hallows Part 1 on your own because I'm not sitting through that yeah it's shit and I'm just going to tell you it's fucking shit so just bear with it what is sorry Deathly Hallows Part 1 it's shit it's shit it's the worst film ever Okay, well, well, thanks for that. <laughs> I'm looking forward. No, I'm to just, it now. I'm just letting you know we're ahead of time, but definitely, Hell's Part Two makes up for it. 
that's why we're doing them both okay. together. Okie dokie. Well, listeners, if you've enjoyed this and you want to come back next week and, and join me and Catherine for the final part of I Have Never Seen Harry Potter, uh, in which we are doing uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 back to back, and we're going to be talking about it this time next week, please do join us at 4.30 mm-hmm. GMT. Uh, and that's GMT, not GMT. Just I know, so I was know. thinking not... of gin, gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, please do follow uh Catherine and myself yeah. because you will be notified when we are live um and i always take this little opportunity to offer Catherine a shameless plug if she wants to take it up Catherine um i've not got anything coming up <gasps> really I've, I'm, I've, got, I've got a bit of a quiet week next week yeah okay okay yeah well, i'm just having a a Lilo week next week. That's fine. Uh, I obviously have uh, my show with Rosie coming up at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, 30 minutes earlier than usual because uh, we've got a lot to get through. So that's that stereo theatre show at seven o'clock with me and Rosie. Uh, sadly, our um, sequel mania has had to be postponed this evening. But we will be back next Sunday with me and Dorothy, Cliff Dorfman. Um, who I only found out last week that Cliff Dorfman was in Beverly Hills 91210. Was he? And he never told, and he never told me this. The thing is, so, I was actually quite looking forward to coming. <laughs> Do you remember when I came and invaded <laughs> that sequel mania that you did and started talking about Sex and the City? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did invade it, you little pest. <laughs> I saw this week. This week's one, and I was like, hmm, there's opportunity for me to invade this one as well. That was being bloody cancelled. Well, I'll make sure I put the crucifix on the door next week when we talk about it. When <laughs> you return. But yeah, we're back next week, me and Cliff Dorfman. Um, and also, I didn't know that Cliff Dorfman was in the film Red Dragon with uh, Anthony Hopkins. I never knew any of this. Uh, How have you found all this out? <laughs> It's just come out in our conversation. We've been doing Sequel Mania for about uh, three months now. And it's just come out in our conversations, really, about, um, you know, his career. And he's a writer. He wrote a film for um, for Tom Hardy called Warrior, which is actually a brilliant film. And he also uh, wrote the, the TV show Entourage. Uh, mm-hmm. which was a big hit in America and also spurned a, a film as well. So, yeah, who knew? Who knew that Dorothy was uh, so talented? <laughs> I didn't. Not with that moustache, anyway. But, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so please do come and join us uh, next week for Sequel Mania, where we'll be going to be talking about TV sequels, which I'm really looking forward to. And, um, yeah, the only other thing I've got really of note is... Um, obviously this is Harry Potter we talk about this I talk about a lot of geek franchises uh, during the week Um, and on Tuesday with Starburns Audio we are now on we've watched the prequel trilogy we've watched Rogue One we've watched Solo and now we're starting on the original Star Wars trilogy starting with A New Hope Um, it's a watch along uh, Starburns Audio and Vader who is our sort of unofficial um expert uh they are just literally encyclopedias on star wars so we watched the watch the film 
along with us and they will give you so many uh, interesting facts, not just about the actors and the filming, but also the mythology of Star Wars. So that is on Tuesday nights at 9.30 GMT if you want to join us. I'm done. There we go. And I've got hardly anything coming up this week. I really don't want to do myself. Got a That's it. I wish. <laughs> you should yeah. see this day of bears. Oh my God. Literally, I am dying, dying for a haircut. Like, I'm not oh. even kidding. Like, it's oh, I didn't, I didn't tell you I dyed my hair on Monday. I just caved you... and did it myself. You know, there was that Harry Potter film, I think it was Goblet of Fire, where we said, what the fuck is going on with the hair? Yeah. That's what my hair looks like right now. <laughs> Not I look long like Harry Potter literally in a Goblet month. of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to have the COVID cut again. It's getting so bad. But I don't really want to shave my head again. That was a traumatic experience. But yeah, uh, you, I'm sure you day. can wait four weeks. Well, five. Is it five weeks? Five weeks? Catherine, I'm going to be a freaking yeti. By the time it gets to me having a haircut. And we're like cousin it from Adam's family. It's gonna be me with a pair of spectacles over the top of a big mop. <laughs> it might be a look for you. Huh? It might be a look for you. You might be able to rock it. No. no. I'm gonna look like the missing link if I don't get a haircut soon. <laughs> Anyhow, that's us done for another week, Catherine. Um, I will yeah. see you this time next week when we do Deathly Hallows. So excited. Excited. Okay, bye. But yeah, bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. And I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast. (laughs) 